Hi everyone, it's Rick Gannon, and today I want to talk to you about sourced deals. So a few people have asked me about source deals and what they should be looking for when it comes to actually purchasing a deal from a deal sourcer. So I've compiled a few things I think that you need to be aware of before you actually go out and start parting with your money. So first of all, what's a deal sourcer? A deal sourcer will be somebody that will go out on your behalf, check the markets and get hold of a deal that suits you and matches your criteria. And then what you will do is pay them a sourcing fee for the privilege. So that sounds great in an ideal world, but what is the reality actually like? So here are my top tips for you and the things that I think you should look for when buying deals from a third party. So number one, the deal sourcer themselves. They need to be registered with anti-money laundering and you'll need to see proof that they are. Now that's a legal requirement. So they need to have that at the very minimum. Then I would be asking them and doing your due diligence on how long they've been trading as a deal sourcer. Now that shouldn't have too much of a bearing, but like everything we do, we really like to get testimonials from the people we're going to work with. Now, deal sourcing is a very popular strategy and there are lots of people out there doing it. So the other elements that you need to consider, is the deal exclusive to the deal sourcer? And that means that, you know, is it just the right move link that they've found in your area and they're trying to sell to you for two, three thousand pounds? Or is it an exclusive deal? And that means that the deal sourcer is the only person that has the opportunity to either buy that deal themselves or to forward it on and assign it to somebody else. Now, there's probably not an easy way for you to find this information out. But what I would do, if you know the address already and it's been disclosed to you, check it out on Rightmove, check it out on Zoopla and check it out on the internet just to see if it's actually just simply listed as an open deal on the open market. So what's the point in you paying a deal sourcer then if that's the case? Now, if it's not openly listed, then it should be exclusive to the deal sourcer. So it should be locked out either with a, an option or an exclusivity agreement, and both of which would need the right to assign to the new purchaser. And that means then that they've got exclusivity over that deal and that's what you're paying for. So if the deal meets all of our other criteria, which we're going to talk about in a minute, then it's locked out to them. And if you're happy and it meets your criteria, then it's exclusive and you can purchase that deal. So what sort of things are we looking for to make that deal exclusive and to make sure it works for you. So the next thing you need to be aware of is the deal compliant. Now, I can give you some great case studies from local agents that will advertise property and in the description say things like, would make a great investment shared house property or 
would make a great HMO or house in multiple occupation where the properties actually in an article four direction area, which means that you would have to apply for planning permission and there is a good chance that you won't get it. So the first thing you need to check if the deal that's being sold to you isn't already a HMO and you are looking to convert it, are you able to do so? And does the area have the necessary planning restrictions like Article 4 direction? And if it does, it's probably going to be too complicated for you because you don't want to buy a deal that you can't potentially use moving forwards. If the property is already a HMO, then you need to check to make sure that the property has the correct planning permission. If it has more than six tenants, you need to be aware that you'll need sui generis planning permission. And of course, if it's been converted to self-contained units, you'll also need planning permission. And if the property is already in an Article 4 area, you need to check whether the property was given grandfather rights before the implementation of Article 4. Lots of things to consider. But these are the fundamentals and these are the first things that you need to check. So once you've done all of that, then you need to check to see whether the property is actually compliant. So you need to get hold of the amenities standards document for your area and check what your minimum room size requirements are. Now, across England, for a licensed HMO property, the mandatory minimum room size requirement is 6.51 metres squared for single occupancy and 10.22 metres squared for double occupancy. Now, that's the national minimum requirement, but your local area or the area that you're looking to purchase your source deal can actually add on top of that. And you need to be aware that the property you're looking at meets those required standards. So you can either ask that or you could ask for floor plans or maybe if you get to a viewing, you'll take a measurer with you, go around the rooms and measure them to make sure that they meet the local required standards for the area that the property is situated. That's really important. And then, of course, does the deal stack? So if they've given you refurbishment costs, you'll need to double check them because very often people will make the figures work just to try and create what looks like on paper a really good deal. And it might not be. It might be, which is great, but it might not be. So you need to make sure the figures stack. So you'll need to get your own builder to the property and make sure that you get a quote from at least three builders to ensure that the amount or the cost that the deal source has put on the package is actually the amount that you're going to pay. Now they may already have sourced a deal with a builder for you on your behalf. Now, if that's the case, then that's absolutely perfect because you know exactly how much you're going to be paying anyway. And then the next element is, well, what's the return on investment? Is the property in a suitable area for you to be able to attract a certain tenant demographic. So if you're looking for students, and of course, you're going to need a university. If you're looking for workers, is there industry in the area? 
So you need to do some due diligence to find out how much that you could potentially charge in the area for your rooms. And then you need to check the supply and demand. So you'd go on to platforms like spareroom.co.uk, call some local agents, talk to some people in some of the large HMO groups like mine, the HMO and property community group, and just make sure you do your due diligence to ensure that if you take the property over, you will be able to use it for its intended purpose. And then of course, you need to be sure of your, your bottom line figures. What is the return on your investment? So you'll need to work your investment out. And does that figure match the figure that the deal sourcer has given you? So once you've worked out your build costs and you've worked out how much you can charge for the rooms, not what the deal sourcer says, then you'll know what your annual profit should be, taking away all of your bills. Now we work on around £17 per person per week for bills. So you can work that out. And that includes gas, water, electric, fiber optic, broadband if we can get fiber optic, and a cleaner. It doesn't include council tax. You might need to add that on top if you're not doing students. So you can really quite quickly calculate what your bills will be. So then you can work out your annual profit and then you can work out what your initial investment is because you'll have the quote by the builder and that will give you your return on investment figure. And then finally, if, it's, if this is a, a rent to rent or a lease option that you're looking to take on, always ensure that the paperwork, if there is any, is properly created by a legal professional. I've got a great case study that I could give you where a deal sourcer tried to sell one of my mentees a purchase lease option. And there were two, actually, two purchase lease options. And they gave their own purchase lease option agreement to the person. So I had a look at it and it was just not sufficient at all. In fact, it wasn't a purchase lease option. It wasn't the option to purchase. Um, there were so many caveats that were put into the contract, it was just not worth anything at all. And I advised my mentee not to go ahead. So those are the things you need to consider. Now, there are some great deal sources out there, and I'm sure that there probably are some, you know, some people that are just starting out and are just cutting their teeth. So it's really important to you that you get the right deal. If you're going to pay £5,000 for a source deal, you need to make sure that you're going to make some money back and you don't want to be taking on any kind of issue. Now, finally, I will leave you with, should you take on tenants in an existing property because some source deals may come with tenants? And my answer to that would be, in this environment, you don't really have a choice at the moment unless you want to wait six months and I'm not sure that any vendor would have an appetite to wait six months for then you maybe to pull out of the deal and then they've got no tenants. So I think it will be the new normal to take existing tenants. I'll do a separate workshop on the things that you need to consider when taking over existing tenants but I think if you just plant the seed in your mind at the moment that yes it's probably going to be occupied 
um, or if it is occupied, you're probably going to have to take on the tenants. So those are my tips on what to look for, for a source deal. And hopefully now you'll know what to check and what, you know, what deals should work for you and what deals potentially don't work for you. So thank you for watching. Please make sure that you leave me a comment and please do click on that like button and that subscribe button so you don't miss any more of my content.